0: The Sleepover, by On My Literature Bullshit Again, chapters 3 to 5, part 4 of the Midwest Biodisaster Zuka series. Read by Melo Zuko Deer, from AO3. Rating, Mature, Archive Warning, no Archive Warnings apply. See chapter 1 for tags. Chapter 3. Summary Suko Maybe if I'm sort of sweet and romantic, he'll want to take me to bed. Soccer Maybe if I'm just the right level of annoying, he'll want to take me to bed. Spoilers, they're both right. Now, ended up being more stupid questions. A few rerun episodes of Parks and Recreation while they tossed snacks towards each other's mouths and to the dog, and two games of poker played on the carpet and using whatever was on hand to place bets. You can't raise by half a piece of beef jerky when I just put in the TV remote! You think I know how any of this works? Then it was a short bathroom break walk for boomerang around the apartment property where they held hands like an adorable old couple. When they got back, after enough poking, Zuko finally showed Sokka some Aikido moves, which became maybe semi-intentionally homoerotic, considering how much of it was about holding and pinning another person. This led to two more Capri Suns for Sokka, with and without vodka, and another beer for Zuko, and sprawling on the couch together to scroll through Sokka's For You Feed on TikTok. It also involved Dragon climbing up and perching on Sokka's shoulders to purr loudly and rub his face against his ear while Boomerang decided Zuko was his best bet for attention, and flopped directly across his lap. It was joking, and laughing, and daring Zuko into eating a Twizzler, which he did like he was being poisoned, and then Zuko forcing water and part of an apple on soccer because, oh my god, exercise or not, how do you not have scurvy? Which led to a long, rambling conversation about pirates, which circled back to the leather pants comment and Sokka admitting that Zuko would make a sexy-ass pirate, and he'd happily be kidnapped onto that particular ship, which led to a slightly bizarre conversation about kinks that neither seemed to have entirely expected. Just don't physically hurt me, do anything with bodily fluids, or use the word daddy in any way in the bedroom, and we should be good, Zuko said, laying on his back on the carpet now. More pliant and relaxed, post-pizza and beer and laughter. He folded one arm under his head and looked up at the ceiling. Sokka lay down next to him, briefly appreciating the room from a new angle before Boomerang shoved his nose in Sokka's face and had to be pushed away. Sokka then turned his head towards Zuko, appreciating that view far more. "'Deal,' he said. "'Easy. Same, honestly.' Good, Zuko replied, and I only add the whole daddy thing because I'm guessing you talk in the bedroom as much as you do in the rest of your life. Sokka chuckled. Yeah, so I've been told. Not that I've ever used the term daddy, because that's just too weird even for me. But talking in bed? Yeah. He tipped his head again. Not a deal breaker? Nope, Zuko replied shooting him a smile before looking back up at the ceiling, the expression going a bit more distant. A moment later, he shifted his hand across the carpet to find and link with Sokka's, giving it a quick squeeze. Then he rolled to face Sokka and added with a sudden seriousness. I really like you. You know that, right? I'm getting the idea, Sokka said, smiling. Although, you could always say it more. I like you, Zuko said, resting his head on his hand. I know I say a lot of dumb shit because that's how I am, but... I'm really glad you're here. Sokka rolled to him and grinned. What? On your floor? Zuko smiled, although there was a bit of red creeping up the sides of his neck. Sure, but also... His eyes were bright as he shoved Sokka to his back again and... Lay partially on top of him on the carpet, their legs slotted together. Sokka's breath caught in his chest and, without even considering, he wrapped his arms around Zuko's back and held him there. Zuko, for his part, just looked down into his face, hair hanging forward and eyes warm. I'm really glad you're with me, Zuko said, expression serious, and Sokka just stared up at him, fully transfixed. I don't let a lot of people in, and even less people want to put up with me consistently, so the fact that you're... that you're... Uh... He chewed his bottom lip, eyes narrowing. Look, I'm still not great at this whole talking thing. Sokka grinned, stroking a hand up and down his back. Yeah, I know. Zuko's face grew a little more heated, his eyelids lowering and... That was a face Sokka didn't mind having turned his way, even if it made his brain stall out a little. But I could try to show you, Zuko murmured, bending his head to mouth just below Sokka's ear. Sokka made a horribly undignified noise he would later fervently deny making. You know, if you want, Zuko added as a kind of pleased whisper just beside his ear that sent shivers down Sokka's spine and made his skin prickle. "'That would... I, um... that'd be fine,' Sokka stammered, heart thudding, and he wasn't entirely sure what his hands were now doing. Zuko nipped at his earlobe, grinning. "'Apparently you're not great at the talking either,' he whispered, and then damn him for the near growl of his voice because Sokka's brain had evaporated like cotton candy dropped in a puddle." Before Sokka could respond, Zuko's lips had moved to kiss along his jaw and down his throat, breath warm over his skin. Well, yeah, not right, I can't… now, Sokka insisted finally. Zuko shifted to kiss up the other side of his neck and face, the tip of his tongue moving to just barely trace the shell of Sokka's ear. God, you're gorgeous, you know that? Zuko murmured to him, free hand dragging down Sokka's side and pausing at the sliver of bare skin between shirt and pants. The pad of each finger felt incredibly warm for some reason, and Sokka had never been so aware of the area just above his hips. One hand twisted up in the back of Zuko's shirt. Zuko's fingers ghosted down just under the waist of Sokka's pants, sliding briefly over the rise of his hip bone and Sokka's hips twitched against him. He could feel Zuko's smile against his skin before his hands slid back to Sokka's clothed side, his lips now doing something bordering on indecent to the junction of Sokka's neck and shoulder. You getting how much I like you? He dropped a kiss on Sokka's cheek. That I am serious about you too? He asked, grinning down at him. Or should I show you more? Fucking... God, Zuko, Sokka whispered, digging his hands into Zuko's back and shifting his hips to fit them better together, which definitely made talking, along with other things, considerably harder. Yeah, communication. Good, good stuff. Got it. Whatever you. Yep, I'm. You getting done with words really shouldn't turn me on, Zuko rumbled with a decidedly self satisfied expression. But it kinda does. Oh, fuck you, Sokka muttered, watching him and unable to summon any actual annoyance. That's sort of the idea of a seduction plan, right? Zuko said with a raised eyebrow. I'm assuming you approve of my strategy too? Sokka was tingling all over, and yes, had lost all ability to make coherent sentences now that the blood flow that should go to his brain had gone somewhere else. Somewhere, Zuko had to be feeling with the way their hips were aligned, and he definitely didn't seem opposed to it. So instead of answering, Sokka surged up to kiss him harder, pulling their bodies together. Zuko's return kiss was hot and open mouthed, and their bodies angled to fit together on the floor. One of Zuko's elbows was beside Sokka's head, his other hand around the back of his neck, and Sokka reached up first to dig his hands into Zuko's hair, eliciting a kind of muttered groan. Grinning, Sokka then slid his hands down Zuko's back, slow and deliberate over the arches of his shoulder blades and the notches of his spine, to finally rest just above the tops of his jeans. I like you too, Sokka managed to say into Zuko's mouth and then slid his hands lower to take hold of his ass. You beautiful, infuriating sex demon. Zuko's return chuckle was low and pleased and twisted up somewhere in the bottom of Sokka's gut. Sokka's shoulder blades were definitely digging into the floor, and he was very aware of the thin layers of fabric separating him from the heat and scent of the man on top of him. As they continued kissing, he let his fingers slide back up to skim under the hem of Zuko's shirt, brushing against the soft skin in the dip of his lower back, and pushing the fabric further up. Take it off me, Zuko murmured into his mouth. Sokka obeyed immediately, dragging the t-shirt off over Zuko's head and bearing a pale torso. Zuko stared back at him, grinning, his hair now extra tousled and wild. Sokka threw the shirt toward the couch, unsure where it actually ended up except that Dragon meowed at him with disapproval. Sokka didn't care, and didn't worry about it, because then they were pressed together again and everything was Zuko. Zuko's muscular back under his hands and his mouth moving back down the side of Sokka's neck and over his clavicle, his hands sliding up under Sokka's shirt to follow the curves of his bare skin, hip to waist to ribs, before drifting back down to run over his hip and his thigh and then back up to the bottom of his shirt again. That could come off too, Sokka managed, and he thought he felt Zuko grin against the hollow of his throat, although then there was the barest brush of teeth against his collarbone and he forgot entirely what he'd been saying. Zuko sat back a moment later and helped pull Sokka up so together they could struggle him out of his shirt, which was similarly thrown out of the way. Sokka leaned back on his hands, Zuko still in his lap and functionally pinning down one of his thighs. He looked beautifully must, his hair fluffy and his mouth red and glossy, all his slender muscles on display. And he was staring hotly at Sokka's torso and running his fingertips over the dips and curves of his pecs and back over his ribs again, lips parted. Sokka shuddered at the touch, skin prickling, and Zuko shot him one of those, annoyingly knowing smirks that did something stupid to Sokka's stomach. Could the sleepover move more to the bedroom? Zuko asked, voice raspy. Spin the bottle? Sokka asked. Slightly breathless, but still the cheeky bastard he always was inside. Yeah, something like that, Zuko replied, catching Sokka's jaw and dragging a thumb slowly over his bottom lip. Seduction plan? Sokka replied, smiling and then catching that finger carefully between his teeth. Yeah, maybe, Zuko said, trailing off at the end as he quite openly watched Sokka's lips close back around his thumb. Sokka was not ashamed to say that he ran his tongue around the edge of the finger held between his lips and teeth, and watched Zuko's eyes for the precise moment his brain sputtered to a halt. Good. He deserved it. The menace. But whose seduction plan? Sokka replied, letting Zuko's finger go so the other man, now a bit flustered, could drag it back down his lower lip again and tip up his chin, making Sokka's pulse jump. I think we've reached the part where the plans are the same, Zuko said, composing himself again and pressing one considerably softer kiss to Sokka's mouth before adding. As long as you're still into it. God, yes. I'm very into it, Sokka replied. I would take you on this scratchy carpet right in view of our pets. I hope you realised. That's how damn much I want you right now, in case the whole... Everything... He leaned to use one hand to gesture to his body, and also his pretty obvious interest in Zuko still being halfway in his lap. Ah, the pros and cons of sweatpants. Didn't give you enough of an indication. Good to know, Zuko said, grinning. But maybe next time for the floor. Not tonight. I did laundry and everything, so I'm not letting the good sheets go to waste. Who has good sheets? Sokka asked, shaking his head. The guy who's about to fuck you on them, dumbass, Zuko replied. So are you coming or not? He peeled them apart and shifted back to let Sokka sit up fully too, although it took him a second as his brain registered that last statement. fuck's sake, you're gonna kill me, Sokka muttered, licking his bottom lip. You've gotta stop doing stuff with your fucking mouth for a little bit, because... I need my brain to work. Zuko cocked an eyebrow at him, once again infuriatingly smug. Talking? Or like... And he leaned in to drag his tongue just under Sokka's ear again. Sex demon! Sokka hissed again, shoving him back as Zuko chuckled. We still need to... We've got to have the conversations between here and the final phase of the joint Sokka-Zuko seduction plan. Protection and who's going where and... Sokka explained, gesturing between them and, unsure at all of his point was coming across because his brain was still suffering from blood loss. You know what I mean, right? Yes, I'm aware of how male-male relationships work, thanks, Zuko said, standing up and extending his hand back down. So yes, we'll have the conversation. Although, really with you... I'd be much more worried if you started getting all quiet on me. Oh, I won't be quiet, trust me, Sokka replied, basing that assessment just on the last few scorching minutes, and accepted the offered hand. Zuko pulled him to standing, eyes heated, and Sokka let himself be led back towards the single bedroom, everything else abandoned in the now somewhat messy living room. His heart was beating a little hard, and everything seemed a bit overly bright. But God did Zuko's hand feel good in his, and the lure of that bare torso and tousled hair were damn near mesmerising. And the glance Zuko shot at him over his shoulder, molten and sweet in a way that Sokka hadn't seen before, pushed away any concerns or insecurities that might have reared their ugly heads. Because it was Zuko, and it was him and they worked together for some inexplicable reason that Sokka wasn't about to poke at. He was just going to let himself enjoy it. They just made sure to shut the door behind them to keep out the dog and the cat, who promptly helped themselves to the rest of the pizza that had been left on the couch. On the other side of the door, Sokka and Zuko definitely didn't notice. Chapter 4 Summary Soccer's running thought process behind that closed door. The way they actually fell into bed together post conversation, all mouths and hands and angled bodies, was like they'd always been doing this, like it was as natural as breathing. Apparently, Soccer's yearning brain had been right about them as a match set that first morning they'd woken up cuddling. The way their bodies just seemed to fit. But he wasn't thinking about that now, not really. For now, he was only thinking in hazy, abstract feelings. Everything else had burned down to the concrete of that man in the bed with him the column of throat under his lips, the breath in his ear, the fingers skimming down his bare chest, the slick skin under his hands, the vaguely salty taste of sweat and the purr of Zuko's rumbling voice reverberating through his ribs. He was aware of thighs and hands and weight and touch and every searing place Zuko kissed him, sliding down his body and over his skin, and watching for affirmation as he worked off Sokka's clothes. He was aware of rolling them to return the favour, and pin Zuko's body where he could skim his nails down his stomach and undo the button of his jeans, and begin the process of getting them off too. It was at first maybe a little frantic, as if they both somehow apparently thought there was a rush to get to bare skin. But once there, once naked and together, it all began to slow down to a more luxurious rhythm, to a focus on exploring and savouring. It was wet kisses and questing hands and teasing touches and time. All the damn time in the world nowhere else to be except locked up against the other person, and nothing else to do except make him gasp and moan and roll against you. Zuko seemed for once to just be existing, without self-flagellation and irritation entirely in the moment, all dexterous hands and smart mouth and coiled energy, and Sokka was fucking drunk on it drunk on Zuko, sucking at his lower lip and getting his hands around his waist and pulling their bodies close enough together that Sokka swore he could feel Zuko's heart pounding in his own chest. And, for Sokka's part, he just revelled in doing what he always wanted to do if given the opportunity. He would lavished. He adored. He talked. And some of it was goofy and light and fun. And Zuko laughed and shoved him and told him he was ridiculous, well, that was how it should be. And god, if Zuko also happened to make breathless, wordless sounds when Sokka murmured things like babe and gorgeous and so fucking good, while he traced his way down his chest or licked across the line where thigh met torso and took Zuko in hand, well, that was just another way in which they were compatible. And if Sokka was, at first, a little more careful with him than he might be with other people, if he pressed delicate kisses to the scar on Zuko's face and the other scattering of marks on his body that Zuko had never explained, well, neither man seemed to be complaining. In fact, Zuko's response was electric, as he dug in his nails and made muffled noises that sounded like prayers. Sokka smiled and found new ways to touch him to coax out more sounds and more curse words and a more insistent hand fisted in his hair. The drag of his tongue between the arches of his ribs, rubbing circles into the silky dips under his hip bones, biting and kissing his way up his chest to murmur compliments into the underside of his jaw. And Zuko clung to him, and returned every kiss and touch with equal intensity, and at one point caught Sokka's face in his hands for a moment just to stare at him as he pushed their hips together, his lips parted, and his gold eyes burning like he'd easily take Sokka apart and make him beg for more. He would. He did. And Sokka didn't beg, but it was damn close. It hadn't been like this with other people. Sokka noted somewhat distantly as their bodies slid together with a slow, aching care against the good sheets. The mechanics were the same, the body movements familiar. But there, the comparisons ended, because fuck. Somehow Zuko tasted like sunlight and knew exactly how to lock his hands around Sokka's hips, knew just the sorts of sounds to growl in his ear and how to roll their bodies together. It didn't make sense. It should have been... Awkward and fumbling, like first times were, but even the slightly off moments seemed to work to just make them both laugh, to give them each a second to pause and rework and maybe just hold on a little tighter to the other. Sokka knew, even if he couldn't articulate it clearly, that Zuko was another being entirely. He hoped he told him, somehow, in the way he pressed against him, in the nonsense words he continued to murmur into his skin, even if he couldn't entirely understand it himself. Somewhere, in a knot under the base of his sternum, he recognised that whatever was between them right now was something new. It was frightening, and exhilarating, and strange and great, and it wasn't just because Zuko was so stupidly unfairly hot, or because he was all just perfect lean muscle and surprising strength in the way he met each movement or because he continued to do decidedly wicked things with his mouth that had soccer seeing stars. And it wasn't just because Sokka knew that he was also hot, so points for dull hotness, and good at knowing just how to use and position his hands, and exquisitely patient when it actually mattered. It also wasn't just because he was half convinced he saw God for a second there when Zuko squeezed his eyes shut and groaned Sokka's name as he tipped over the edge which immediately sent Sokka tumbling after him. That was all just nuance. Just mind-alteringly orgasmic nuance. No, the real difference was something in the coming down afterwards, when they were tangled up with the blankets and each other, breathing hard and slick with sweat, and both probably needing a shower, or at least a decent-sized towel someone would have to go find. But even once everyone's heart rates lowered and skin began to cool again, neither was moving to untangle or find that needed towel. There was no slightly uncomfortable shuffle to separate or figure out what happened now, or if they were supposed to leave at some point. No stilted conversation. No hunting down clothes. No checking phones or trying to navigate what the other person expected from them post-sex. Instead, everything was blurry and blissed out at the edges, and even post-orgasm, Sokka still just wanted to brush the sweaty hair from Zuko's forehead and kiss it. He still just wanted to hold him close, and smell the warm, masculine scent of him. So he did, and it was something in that moment of pulling him close and lingering with his lips against cooling skin just because he wanted to. It was something in Zuko smiling through that kiss, and reaching out to curl his fingers around the edge of Sokka's jaw, so he could brush a thumb along his cheekbone. It was the pinned-together legs, and the slight cramp in Sokka's hip that he was ignoring because he didn't want to move, and it was the lazy, slow blink of Zuko's eyes as he let out an exhale like he was releasing every moment of tension he'd ever carried around in his body. It was that Sokka had, in some vague way, prompted that level of satisfied sigh, and that Zuko's once tidy and utilitarian room was now scattered with clothes and house keys and cell phones and a condom wrapper and lube bottle and the pillows that had been kicked on the floor. It was Zuko, tracing the tip of a lazy finger up Sokka's cheek and then down his nose, and watching him as he said you're staying here, right? It was Sokka mumbling back. Where else would I possibly want to be? And meaning it completely, without having to consider at all. That was something new. But really, where else could possibly be better than that bed at that moment as long as Zuko, all lax and toasty and affectionate, was still in it? What place, even with, part of the sheet wrapped around his ankle and his hair sticking to his neck, could possibly compare to that man and that bed. Fucking nowhere, Sokka decided, even as they had to separate briefly to clean up. He moved enough to stretch his hip and free his ankle and unstick his hair before he found his way to the bathroom, his legs like jelly. He cleaned up, barely aware of what he was doing, and then went back to the bedroom again. Zuko disappeared into the bathroom then, leaving Sokka to wrap a blanket around his shoulders, sit back on the bed and wonder if that whole seeing God when he orgasmed thing meant he was religious now, or just that Zuko was really that good in bed. With no answer coming to his mind, he focused instead on watching Zuko return to the bedroom too, this time with a water bottle and Sokka's pillow that he'd left in the living room. That picture of Zuko, still, naked and loose-limbed, being conscientious enough to get water in his pillow, was such equal parts sweet and functional that Sokka couldn't hold back his laugh. But he did accept the pillow and the water and the fingertips Zuko brushed through his hair as he passed, expression oddly fond as he looked down to meet Sokka's eyes. Then they were back in the jumble of blankets and body-warmed sheets and sleepy contentment, and Zuko was back against Sokka again, where he was supposed to be. They didn't talk. For once, there wasn't anything that needed to be said. But if Zuko sighed again and muttered something tender and only half-comprehensible into Sokka's neck before they both fell asleep, well, that was definitely something too. Chapter 5 Summary The morning after, and a return to cuddles and banter and being really into each other. When Sokka woke up the next morning, it was from a nest of cosiness that had just continued the dumb, lingering bliss of last night. He stretched a little and noticed, somewhat distantly, that Zuko was already awake and Sokka was fully snuggled up against him. They'd inverted their roles from the first time they chaired a bed. Sokka was now the one tucked under Zuko's arm, and baby koala around his torso, and Zuko was the one letting it happen while he browsed his phone. Except this time, they were actually in a relationship, and it was totally valid for them to be cuddling, and they were both still naked, which Sokka thought was a vast improvement. He could very much get used to waking up like this, Just all the time. He pressed a kiss to the bit of Zuko's bare chest nearest his mouth and scooted even a little closer, happy to just wrap his legs around Zuko's and tuck his hand further into the crook of his waist. Good morning, Zuko said, voice extra gravelly. And Sokka pulled back a little to look up at his face with a stupid amount of gooey affection, refusing to move from having his cheek pressed to bare skin. Now that's just unfair, Sokka grumbled pleasantly, scrutinising him. Suko set his phone aside and repositioned his arm around Sokka's back. What is? That you can look that good after waking up, Sokka said, staring at his handsome face and tousled bedhead. I'm all drool and eye goop and sweaty hair and you wake up looking like that fucking prince from Mulan. Zuko grunted at that, grinning. He ran his fingers through Sokka's hair and replied, I don't think he was a prince? That's what you're concerned with here? And I'm not that built, Zuko finished, motioning to himself, to which Sokka just scoffed and nuzzled back into his chest. Zuko continued carding through his hair, running the strands between his fingers and rubbing at the shaved sides. And Sokka sighed, arguably more content than he'd ever been in his life. He was warm, and Zuko's blankets were soft, and he was still a little post-sex dopey. And Zuko was all smooth body and soft skin, and also he was gently and steadily petting Sokka like he was a very lucky cat. Best way to wake up ever. How are you this morning? Zuko asked, voice low and Sokka smiled, his face still pressed into the other man's chest. I'm incredible, Sokka replied, looking back at him. Like, insanely so. How was last night even real? Zuko chuckled, cheeks a little red, and he scratched his nails softly into Sokka's scalp. Seriously, Sokka mumbled, stupidly happy and lackadaisical as he tucked his face back down. I'm so good, and I'm just gonna live here now. You gotta quit your job. Being my pillow is your job now. Sure, Zuko mumbled back, stroking through his hair again and making Sokka wish he could actually purr like a cat. Until you get hungry and dump your new pillow in favour of food. That's what DoorDash is for. He could hear Zuko smile even without seeing it. Pretty sure they don't deliver directly to bedrooms? Bet they would, if I gave them a big enough tip, Sokka argued, and then almost made an inappropriate joke involving big and tips, but decided not to risk his blissful position by encouraging Zuko to shove him away in exasperation. So they lay snuggled up in silence a little while longer, the room getting bright with sunlight and the distant sound of the pets coming through from the other room. Sokka adjusted to face Zuko more easily, although he kept his chin propped on the other man's shoulder. He took a moment to just let his fingers drift over Zuko's chest, enjoying the contrast of them. His own light brown and squarish hands against Zuko's pale olive chest. The bumps and marks of freckles and scars. The places their bodies seemed to naturally tuck together. All of it oddly soft and effortless. God he was a damn sap today but he really couldn't find it in himself to care. He was a dumb romantic, and he clearly wasn't getting any complaint from Zuko. How are you this morning? Sokka asked, looking back at Zuko's face. Really good, Zuko said immediately, smiling. So, you liked the sleepover? Sokka asked, eyebrows raised to match his grin. Zuko chuckled. I definitely liked the sleepover best I've ever been to. He paused, cocking his head a little. Hosted? Either way. Good, Sokka said, allowing himself a little more seriousness. So last night, post-sleepover party part, that was all? Yes, Zuko replied. Absolutely. You don't even know what I was going to say. I don't care, Zuko said grinning like the smug bastard he was. "'Well, still, communication, okay, "'specifically because,' Sokka said, "'kissing his shoulder and prodding at a faint purplish mark "'under Zuko's right collarbone he'd just noticed. "'I must have done this, "'but I am genuinely unsure whether it's a bruise, "'bite mark, or hickey.' "'Yeah, it's unclear,' Zuko agreed, "'with no concern whatsoever. "'See, that seems bad.' "'Disagree,' Zuko murmured, and then reached out to stroke Sokka's face. "'Really? I would have told you if anything wasn't okay last night.' "'You promise?' Sokka asked, "'because for some reason he wasn't entirely convinced of Zuko's self-preservation instincts.' "'My god, you're considerate,' Zuko muttered, sounding surprisingly worried. He bent to catch Sokka's chin and kissed him. "'I promise, sweetheart.' Everything about last night was great. You... He slid the tip of his tongue along his lower lip as he drew back. You were great. Sokka smiled. Sweetheart, he muttered. Look at you, all sappy. Zuko made a face at him, but didn't take it back, which Sokka very much appreciated. Oh, and yes, Sokka added, I was pretty great. He reached over and patted Zuko's cheek, grinning. But damn, so are you, babe. He ticked an eyebrow up. Also, I'm flexible on pet names. Dear, Darling, Honey, Turtledove, you have a preference. Zuko chuckled, rolling so that they were facing each other instead, which made Sokka grumble and find a pillow to cushion his head now. Call me whatever you want in private. Zuko said, and then added at Sokka's excited face. Within reason, fuck's sake. But if you ever call me something as stupid as turtle dove in front of people, I'll dump you in the river. What river? I'll find one. Sokka laughed. You've got it, hot stuff, he said. You are a walking cockblock, Zuko groaned, and tried to shove Sokka's face away. Now you know that's not true, Sokka replied, laughing and reaching towards Zuko's hips again. Don't you dare, Zuko replied, scooting away and shoving at Sokka's hands to keep them off him, which was a battle Sokka was pretty determined to win. Zuko laughed and grabbed his wrists. I will tie you to this bed. Sokka paused, eyebrows raised. Don't threaten me with a good time, he muttered and Zuko swiftly changed colours before dropping his head back into the pillow. "'Can't take you anywhere,' he muttered, shaking his head, and Sokka laughed and hooked their legs together again. Sokka allowed himself that moment to just... appreciate Zuko, and the way the sun from the window at Sokka's back turned his eyes fully gold and heightened the angles of his face, his dark lashes and the rippling contrast of the scar, the dip above his lips. "'Damn. How'd he manage to find a guy like this literally downstairs? Zuko seemed to be watching him too, and he stroked a strand of hair away from Sokka's cheek. Is it weird if I want to make you breakfast? Zuko asked, smiling crookedly. It is never weird for you to want to feed me, Sokka replied instantly. Okay, good, Zuko said. But I also only know how to make scrambled eggs, and I have a currig for coffee, but that's all the culinary breakfast skills I can offer. Sounds great, Sokka said, and reached out to wrap an arm around his back, tugging him a bit closer. But not yet. Zuko chuckled. Are you actually picking me over food? Sokka grinned again. Just this once, he said, and... Hey... Can I ask something that might be weird too? Hmm? Zuko replied, appearing content. Of course. Can we spend the day together? Just you and me all day, doing whatever? Sokka asked, feeling a bit clingy even as he said it, but he didn't take it back. They worked weird hours, and Zuko's job shifts were especially insane, and life forced them to schedule and stagger the time they had together. Meaning, the few weeks they'd been dating had been a lot of quick coffee breaks and late dinners and crashing out on couches. All of which was great, of course, especially when Sokka got to see Zuko in full EMT mood when he bought him drinks with frighteningly high levels of caffeine. Or when Zuko showed up at his apartment post-shift and just plopped down beside him and dropped his head into his lap without comment, expecting pets. It was all good any time he got, but also Sokka wanted to be selfish. He wanted to be needy and sappy and just follow Zuko around like a puppy all day if he'd let him. Zuko's answering smile was far more affectionate than warranted. Like, Sokka had just given him some sort of gift rather than admitting he was a stage-five clinger. Yeah, Zuko replied. I'd really like that. Whatever you want. You don't have any plans? Sokka asked. All I strictly had planned was to run to an ATM and then drop off my water bill, Zuko admitted, propping his head on his arm. Thrilling stuff, Sokka said, and then smiled. I'm in. Well, good, Zuko said, playing with a loose strand of Sokka's hair. So, take your dog out, eat breakfast, maybe wander that strip mall with a coffee place you like? You mean... The coffee place where I've made friends with all the workers, and those same workers are scared of you because you always come in looking like a hungover goblin? Sokka asked, grinning. Yeah, that one, Zuko replied, undeterred. Scared or not, they don't judge me for putting six espresso shots in my latte, so I consider them friends. God, just do cocaine at that point. Yeah, no thanks, Zuko said casually. So, good coffee place, and then what? You're the planner, not me. Sokka hummed to himself. Then, maybe your errands? I think I need to pay my water bill too, so that works. Then, lunch somewhere? Maybe take Boomerang to the dog park, he suggested. Then, what was your whole thing? Share a milkshake like it's the 1950s? Zuko chuckled. Yeah, that. Do we have to drink the milkshake in front of angry white people for the full 1950s experience? Or is that part optional? Definitely optional, Zuko replied. Although we've kind of started this whole thing by pissing off homophobes. So so we'll add, Upsetting the heteronormative structure of the American Midwest, into the If the Opportunity Presents column, Sokka said, and Zuko laughed in surprise. "'The heteronormative structure of the American Midwest,' Zuko repeated incredulously. "'If you think I didn't take a queer theory humanities class in college, you are sadly mistaken, my friend,' Sokka said, pleased at the bafflement on Zuko's face. "'My first girlfriend drop-kicked the feminism right into me, and then being bi really drove all that gender-sexuality stuff home.' He stretched his back. Let me know if you ever want to argue about the inherent gender and sexuality bias built into the modern 40-hour workweek. Zuko laughed. You are never quite what I expect. Good, Sokka replied, smirking. I'd hate to be getting boring already. He tousled Zuko's hair. So, then what? I've lost track, Zuko admitted. But it sounded like we had a busy day planned. Oh, yes. Sokka said. Definitely. Rigorously scheduled hangout time. No flexibility or fun allowed. He ran his hand up Zuko's back as the other man shook his head, smiling. But not yet. And he pulled Zuko closer to him again and decided he was starting this action-packed day by remaining in this bed and within kissing distance of the man across from him for as long as physically possible. Really, if given the choice, Sokka realised, he actually might never leave either bed or man again. That was The Sleepover, chapters 3-5 to by All My Literature Bullshit Again. Thanks so much to them for the steaminess and the cuddles in this fic, and for letting me record it. If you enjoyed listening, Please tell me what you liked over in the comments on AO3, or come shout at me on Tumblr at MelloZucoDear. You can also find On My Literature Bullshit Again there at On My Literature Bullshit Again. Thanks again, till the next one.